0: Welcome back to Stay in Safe Hands. Thank you for coming again today, and I cannot wait to talk to you about gun policy. So let's take a look at gun policy. Gun policy has played a big part in our world. Gun policy is the requirements needed and restrictions put in place in order to obtain a firearm. However, different states have different specific rules when it comes to gun policy, while federal varies. In recent years, the U.S. has seen very high dangerous rates of gun violence in 2020, nearly 20,000 citizens lost their lives to guns, and the U.S. is fearing that this will continue on. This mostly affects white people living in rural areas. 39% of white adults view gun violence as a problem, which is the lowest of any ethnicity. Majority of people who support guns and own them live in rural areas. Gun policy also connects to the Constitution in various ways, and we all know the Constitution is very important in our lifestyle. The Second Amendment of the United States Constitution reads, that everyone has the right to bear arms. That was also put in the Constitution for different reasons. For example, the colonists needed a way to protect themselves from the British. Now let's take a look at the three branches, the legislative branch. The legislative branch makes new laws and changes the gun policy. All of the policies start with this branch. The legislator has the power to make any policy on guns that they want to, if it gets approved by everyone. The Gun Control Act of 1968 came. After the assassinations of JFK, MLK, and others, the legislative branch decided to pass a law on gun control. First, it had stricter licensing and regulation on firearms. It also created new offenses for gun-related crimes. It also prevented the sale of firearms to felons. For example, the Gun Control Act of 1968 prohibits more specifically individuals under 18 convicted criminals, the mentally disabled, dishonorably discharged military personnel, and others from purchasing firearms. The North Carolina legislator just passed a bill eliminating the pistol permit system. Originally, you would need to get a permit for your local sheriff, but this new bill would allow people to bypass all of that. Many Democrats think that by removing the permit, it increases the chances of a gun falling into the wrong hands, which is something that we need to make sure doesn't happen to keep our people safe. Moving on to the executive branch. The executive branch oversees gun control. They can veto or propose laws dealing with this but i think that their main job is to make decisions about gun control they aren't the only ones to decide but i think that they are a main factor on whether gun control increases or decreases the leader of the executive branch is joe biden biden has five main points to increase gun control cracking down on gun sellers who violate federal laws with the new zero tolerance policy some advantages that are being put into place are giving additional support to local law enforcement to help with summer crime increases, investing in community violence intervention programs, expanding summer employment and services, particularly for teens and young adults, and helping formerly incarcerated individuals successfully rentier their communities. Our state governor, Roy Cooper, is very pro gun control. He makes many decisions to increase gun control and stricken the requirements set in place. One example of this is when he vetoed the law to allow. Parsoners at churches to be armed. This was the second time that he vetoed this bill. For the last branch is the judicial branch. The judicial branch job is to interpret laws, so any gun-related crime is punished by the judicial branch. They also decide if laws dealing with guns are constitutional or not. The federal judicial branch is the Supreme Court. The main way to get the Supreme Court interprets gun policy is to not sell firearms to dangerous people not bringing firearms in sensitive places like government buildings and schools, and putting restrictions on the sale of firearms. A recent landmark case is District of Columbia versus Heller. This was the most recent Supreme Court case dealing with guns in about 70 years. Dick Heller sued the District of Columbia after they banned handguns in homes. The Supreme Court ruled in Heller's favor, allowing him to keep a handgun in his home for protection. North Carolina has their own gun policy and their own laws relating to this problem. They also have their own way of interpreting it and ruling on it one case dealing with this is the nc versus gainy paul Ganey was on a public nc highway when arrested even though he was still in his car Ganey's friend ford had a rifle that was not concealed along with the other unconcealed weapons in the car what are we looking at here we're looking at the way the court ruled the court actually changed the ruling to be in favor of Ganey and his peers they deemed that the evidence of this conviction was insignificant and didn't charge them With this crime. North Carolina seems to not have as much of a strict policy as opposed to other states, making the courts more lenient on their decisions. Now, besides the gun policy that we are all familiar with in the U.S., South Korea also handles gun violence and policy in their own way. South Korea has some of the most secure gun laws in the world. With mandatory military service, most Koreans are very well versed in gun handling and firearms use, but for the most part, Korean gun crime is very low. Koreans do own guns, however. Sporting and hunting gun licenses are issued by the government, but guns must be stored at a local police station. If people fail to follow the law, they face fines up to $18,000. In 2016, only 16 people died from gun violence out of a nation with over 51 million people. That's a lot of people. Compared to the 39,773 people who died from gun related injuries in the U.S., according to the CDC, South Korea is much more responsible and stable in gun policies than we are. If the U.S. just came up with better solutions, and if people would follow the laws like in South Korea, our gun violence would be decreased dramatically. For example, let's take a flashback to 2012. There have been many events that have occurred in my lifetime that deal with gun control. One event that occurred that made us realize that we need to get this under control is the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting on December 14, 2012, in Newtown, Connecticut, when a 20-year-old man shot and killed 26 people and injured two. 20 of them were kids ages 6 to 7, and 6 were adults. After this tragedy, everyone knew we had to get guns under control and into their right and safe hands. Just like we said, stay in safe hands. Yet this is only one situation out of thousands. Now being said that you have heard me talk about gun policy for a few minutes, as we come all together and change our laws and obey the laws, we can make gun policy better and decrease gun violence. Thank you so much for listening to Stay in Safe Hands again with me, the host Caitlin Winnell, and I cannot wait to see you next time.